I want to change lives. I want to show people how to progress in their money. I want to show people how to progress in their mindset. I want to show people how to progress in their brand so that way they can take care of their family, take care of their finances, and experience freedom. Okay, you guys, I'm super excited today on the Break Free Podcast because I have a special guest with me, Mr. Andy Alday. I mean, I don't have time to tell the whole story of how you entered my life, how God connected us, but basically in the pandemic, um, you know what's been happening in the pandemic. Things have been nuts, and you know, you're praying, you're trying to you know, figure out what you should be doing so that you can be prepared for whatever's going to happen when this thing is over with. And in the process of doing that, God led me to um, connect with Mr. Aldate. And he's a marketing genius, basically, guys. There's no um, other way to say that. He's an expert, small business expert, marketing genius. And um, I connected with Andy because I wanted to scale my business and um, just learn how to automate things so I can move into doing some of the other things that God has me doing, wearing multiple hats and stuff like that. And so um, I was like, I want the listeners to hear from Mr. Aldate as well because he has so much amazing content to share about um, a lot of things. And, you know, on the Break Free Podcast, here we talk about how to elevate your faith, business, and life. Right, right. And so, what's up? What's happening? What's <laughs> happening, baby? Look, you know, one of the things I, I always say is that the opportunity is going to show up. And the reason why I believe that the opportunity is going to show up is because there is an opportunity, but in order to receive it, you must show up. So I, true. I have to show up, not only physically, but I have to show up powerfully on this deal. I'm no, so excited to be here with I'm you. I'm excited, too. We're in Vegas, you guys. Can you believe it? Live in Las Vegas, Break Free Live, the first Break Free Live. First of many. So, okay, I got a couple questions for you, and I know we don't have a ton of time, but I just want to go straight through these, okay? Tell us a little bit about your story, how you got into entrepreneurship. I know it personally, um, you know, from working with you and also kind of looking you up and stuff, but I'd like the, the listeners to know. Right. Uh, 19 years old, at 19, someone who believed in me looked at me, and he suggested that I open up a business. And I remember, like, we were leaving the gym, right? So we're leaving the gym, and I got my bag on my left hand, and on my shoulder, and I'm walking towards my car. And as I'm walking towards the car, he looks at me. He's a little shorter than me, so he's like, "Andy, I think you should open up your own business." Business. I look at him. I'm like, "No way, dude! I can't open up my own business." And I'm I'm black. I'm overweight. Um, I'm, I'm a college dropout. How in the I'm from the hood. How in the world could I see success from my circumstance? So I told him, "Dude, I can't open my own business." And he's like, "Dude, I believe in you so much. Mm. I think you should open up your own business." And on top of that, I'll quit my job and work for you. And I was like, "What, dude? See, like, he said he would quit his job and work for you. Yeah, That's sometimes massive. you need to go with someone else's belief before your belief. So good. I, I, I took his belief and I said, you know what? I'll start. And I started that business. And within my first six months, after overcoming fear, I made my first hundred grand. And after that, it was my first million a year later. I love it. Two things you said I want to point out, right? Um, number one is that you said sometimes you have to go with other people's belief. I, I always talk about how a lot of times like your desti destiny will talk to you. Yeah. right? What other people say you should be doing, you should listen to that, right? Before I started doing production, people were like, oh, we think you'd be great at production. I was like, I don't know about it. Now I'm a producer, you know? And I feel like your destiny unravels based off your response to that information, right? The second thing you talked about was overcoming fear. Uh, I think that's one of the biggest things that stops entrepreneurs, that stops people in general from having the life that they've always wanted to live. How did you overcome fear? Well, I personally think that fear is a direction. So when I was, 
when I was thinking about this idea of becoming mm -hmm. an entrepreneur, like many of you may have, like entrepreneurship is scary. So I was thinking about becoming an entrepreneur and I realized that in order for me to, to get out of my bubble, I need to overcome some things. I didn't realize it was fear. So in this pursuit of entrepreneurship at 19, I go into the uh, gym, I go back into the gym and I'm looking at the mirror. And as I'm looking at the mirror, I'm thinking about all the reasons why I won't succeed, mm -hmm. how it'll happen. So I'm literally planning my fate, right? I'm literally planning my fate of how failure is inevitable for me at this moment. I start bleeding out of my nose. And I remember looking at myself, I said, look, man, you're either going to keep on bleeding or you're going to make a decision to move forward. And I went to my dad and my dad told me, he said, he said, how much is it going to start? I said, to start the business. At the time, it was a cell phone store. The idea was starting a cell phone store. The reason why, I was working at a cell phone store for someone else. And then I knew so much about the cell phone business that I took the knowledge and opened up my own. So my dad asked me, how much is it going to be? I said, it's going to be seven grand. And he, and he said, do you have a seven grand? I said, I was supposed to use it for college. And, and then I was going to take it from college. And I was going to use it for moving out of the state, out of this hood. I had seven grand. You know, seven grand to 19 years a lot. But my dad said, if you lose it, what's going to happen? You're going to die? And I was like, no. And then he said, so what? I said, she. All right, man. So I, I took that leap of faith, opened up that business. And then I realized in that moment that fear was the direction that I was going to because what ended up happening six months after mm -hmm. was me being this black dude scared to invest seven grand. I ended up making a hundred. Right off of that, you were scared. I think that's so true because a lot. Of, well, you know, here on the Break Free Podcast, we're talking about um, faith, business, and life. And I think that I would say faith can work both ways for you. Right? You can believe that you can do it. You believe that you can't do it. Right, you can believe right, that right. you can. You know what I mean? And have the money will come back to you or the money won't come back to you. You know what I'm saying? It's all about mindset, right? Mm -hmm. So in, how old are you now, Andy? 25. 25, right. So young powerhouse. I love it. Okay, so you are the, actually the first man that's ever been on the Break Free Podcast. <laughs> I know you're going to love that, right? Okay. So you're the first man we've ever had. You know, God's been moving me into coaching men as well. And, you know, I've been coaching businesses for years and stuff like that. So I'm like, all right, God, we'll open up to guys. You know, and in coaching men and coaching women, I've noticed uh, some differences for sure. Mm -hmm. um, and one of those things, um, talking, because I do have some male listeners, right, um, that I run into a lot of times with men is like just feeling like they, how they see themselves, like the insecurity piece, right? And I know you say you look in the mirror, you know, bleeding out of your nose. Like what advice would you give a male listener to the Break Free podcast who is working a job that they hate, who has a family, but absolutely knows in his heart he's supposed to be an entrepreneur. I think the biggest advice is to, number one, make the decision. Number two, get known. Mm. So number one, you got to make the decision that you're going to become an entrepreneur. And then number two, you have to get people to know you so ultimately they can purchase, and purchase your product and service. Okay, so talk about getting known. Give them three things they can do right now to get known. Three things they can yeah, do? Yeah, give them something. They, yeah, give them three tips. Get on someone else's podcast. So that way you get in front of their audience. That's tip number one. So there's so many other there's, wow. there's so many other people who've already built an audience. So what you can do is give value to their audience, and then, and then what will end up happening is their audience will find the the the, the person the leader of a valuable source for information. But the pers the people a percentage of the people who are actually attracted to your message will ultimately start following you as well. So that's number one. Number two, you need to have a team supporting you in this. 
You can't be by yourself, no matter at what stage that you're in. So when I first started my business, for I, when I first started my business, I built a team. That's the first thing I did. I had a team going into my business. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs, the challenge is that they don't have a team. Yeah, they're doing everything by themselves, which yeah. absolutely leads to burnout. Um, and I think that has to do with the mentality, too. Like a lot of times, because even when I'm talking to entrepreneurs about scaling their businesses, sometimes it's almost like they don't want to. The fear of actually having to trust other people and them also having to grow in order because you have to grow to lead people right yeah, yeah. When you first get a team you're like wait what you know people responding to you the organization it requires and all of that um let's talk about that that entrepreneur for a second the entrepreneur that's doing decent in, in, in a business and they need to scale and they're still doing everything by themselves what would you what's going to happen to that entrepreneur if they don't figure out how to develop a team and scale their business uh, you inevitably, you're going to hit failure or you're just going to burn yeah. out so much. You cannot do it by yourself. That's why we actually created a system in my company called the Brand Marketing right. System. And the Brand Marketing System essentially shares, number one, right. how to get known, and number two, how to have the team literally behind you running your business for you on autopilot. Yep, and I've worked with Andy before. I can definitely tell you that like, he knows what he's doing, and I really believe that if you work with him, you will get results. If you're serious, because he's straight, no chaser, right? Direct communicator. I thought I was a direct communicator until I met Andy. Um, but yeah, that, that's good. Okay, so yeah, the system, you can come here and learn this. But I also think you, there's some things you, you have to do personally um, to there, be ready there, for that. There is a prerequisite. I believe, yeah. yeah, you're right. There is a prerequisite. So you have, the, where I share the system is at joinbms.com. So for the people that are at a point in their, their life right now, they're like, hey, man, I have the idea of the business and I'm ready to just start and get the ball rolling. We'll support you. Go to joinbms.com and my team will put a complete system for you at no cost. That's, again, joinbms.com. So in the beginning, the prerequisite is to make that decision and say, hey, I'm going to get started and I'm going to move forward. But I think you need some, some sort of mindset shift. And that's where Ashley comes in. See, I'm not the mindset guy. I, I do share a lot about mindset, but more so I put the knowledge and the systems together to allow the business to grow. And I do share a lot about mindset and I share actionable tips. But I think where it actually really hones down in is that understanding about mindset and, and what you need to do to be able to elevate yourself to the next level. Because that, without hitting that prerequisite of the mindset, faith, and the systems for that, you can't hit the, 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 the growth in the business. Exactly. And that's one of the things I saw in coaching people for like the last 10 years and, you know, traffic in between multiple industries. I noticed that, man, I get people to a certain place, but there's still another step missing in order for them to hit the numbers they want to hit. And so I don't do marketing, you know what I'm saying? I don't do systems, but I know you need them, right? And I know good companies have them. And so that's why I'm so thankful that God connected us because I really feel like um, it's a direct feed. Because once I get people to a certain place, you know, like, I, like while we're in Las Vegas right now, they absolutely um, can learn what they need to in order to expand and scale their businesses and stuff like that. Okay, so let me ask you, um, you know, on the Break Free podcast, we talk a lot about, you know, things that people break free from mm -hmm. in order to move into what we could call their unstoppable place, right? Yeah. Um, what's something that you've had to break free from as an individual in order to actually move into what you feel like you were called to do? Obscurity. Mm. Okay, that's a marketing answer. Give me a personal answer. So from the personal side is decision making. Mm. Say more. Decision making. Essentially... Dialing down on one thing, I think I'm so well versed in so many different areas like we all are. 
And I, I experienced that sense of shiny object syndrome mm. where that I can make a decision. I, I'm like, man, if I go into real estate and I become a real estate agent, man, I would dominate it. With, like, with the systems that I have already, I would dominate real estate agent sales. Okay, but do I want to go there? I can go into 100% insurance sales, bro. I would take it off the top with their system. Yeah. But what I asked God for was more so of like, what do you want me to do? And then it was in alignment with something that had no system of vision that I couldn't really see the direction towards. Mm -hmm. So as I started making decisions to go towards the vision that I believe God wanted me to go towards, that's when I started seeing this person was happened to be there. But I think that's why the decision is so important because it's not until like, if you're at this stage, stage number one over here, so if we look at the table as a time span of life, right? Mm -hmm. And we're at stage number one where we need to make a decision. What people tend to do is they, procrastinate on decision making because they're like I don't see the direction to go to end the sure. table but what I believe happens is once you make the decision you take the next step that's when the person who was supposed to be there shows up right you're in the space so you want you're looking for an opportunity you showed up the opportunity presents itself so but a lot of people miss out on the opportunity because they're still back here thinking about the decision absolutely I agree with you 100% and because until you actually make a decision there's no action <laughs> like you're not, you're yeah. not doing anything yeah. right um, I think that's so um, powerful because indecision, um, the Bible says that a double-binded man is unstable in all of his ways. That man receives nothing, right? Because literally, you're back and forth, right? Mm -hmm. you're, you, can't, you're not, you can't do anything with that, right? Mm -hmm. So um, I think a decision is important. Um, how did you become a Christian? How did I become Christian? Yeah, I mean, like, what happened? What's your story? How so did you I got, I, I, I made a decision to move to Los Angeles. I get to Los Angeles. And because I'm in downtown LA at the time, I don't know anyone. So after I, I successfully had my business, I was making so much money in my area that I realized that I'm hiring my friend's parents. I'm hiring my, my old friends from high school. I'm at the top of this food chain. I need to get out in order for me to expand. Cause, sure. Because this feeling of... of uh, of, of, of like not progressing was holding me captive like being in the top of your in your state and especially in a small state like Rhode Island it's holding me captive so I went to LA I'm thinking the Hollywood is definitely gonna stretch me right so I get to LA I'm new to LA I'm in downtown Los Angeles and the first thing I'm thinking about okay is I need to get a girl <laughs> so I go on Yelp and I type in um, a black uh, black Christian church or a black church right just black church actually I didn't know about Christianity. I went because I was raised Catholic. I went to Catholic school. Sure. So I type in black church, and it brings me to this church called Oasis in downtown LA or Korea. Which Town. I told you I was at right last yep. uh, year, yep. which was crazy. I had never been there before. I was led there. And I visualize okay. this idea of a woman. Yeah. I, I had this picture of how this woman is going to look. I get to the church at the church. At the church, what ends up happening is that there's like a, a uh, one of the patrons, one of the people yeah. that are helping volunteers. Yeah, sure. He, the, the church is completely full, and then there's like a, a, a he pulled out his phone. He's looking for someone's purse, and as he's looking for someone's purse, he puts a flashlight looking for someone's purse. He he puts a purse at the he finds the purse, but at an empty seat. Sure. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna sit there. I look to my left. 
the girl I literally envisioned <laughs> is there. Right. You're like, this so, is the girl, this is the girl in my mind, guys. So so in that moment, I'm like, man, I'm coming to this church. Right. Okay, right. Because the girl I was looking for a girl, but really what God uh -huh. was doing was like it was more like a carrot thing where it's like, yep. yeah, go He'll there. Go there. So I'm over here in pursuit of a girl. Yeah. And then what ends up happening is I find Christ. He knows so how to do it. Isn't that good? The girl walks away, she yeah. goes, she goes lives her life. But what I ended what ended up really closing the deal for me is that when I was there, the pastor was on on the pulpit and he's like, Man, I was, you know, back in the day I was smoking weed at this and I had this situation, mm -hmm. I had this honey come talk to me. And I was like, My pastor? Oh, pastor, what's going on? Like, like cause I thought yeah. that this person was supposed to be perfect. Yeah. I thought this person was like the white Many people do. White mm -hmm. almighty man, a white almighty man, because I saw the Catholic church portrays him. Sure. And this person is like so relatable that I said I'm gonna come here. Then I start volunteering and I start connecting and I'm in this connect groups and I'm learning about wife, man, manhood and so on and so forth. Sure. And I ultimately learn about this idea of uh, business in the kingdom. Yeah. What that's where I wanted to go next. That's the perfect segue. I know we're uh, our time is limited, but how because you you were a businessman before you were a Christian. Yeah. Right? You were making money before that. So I want to know how has your relationship with God now and your understanding of faith shaped your business and what's different? So in 2016, I moved to Cali with um, a lot of money and like multiple accounts and, and institutions. And then I didn't know about energy, right? I didn't know about investments. So mm. being 21 with more money than you can count, I stewardship stewardship I didn't no. know about stewardship so I stopped blowing money and I wasn't making income mm. I don't even look have to look at the bank account because when you don't make income you don't look at your bank account mm. right so you know you're making money when you start looking at your bank account every day <laughs> like that's like, true that's like, true you know like if on your suggested apps like your Wells Fargo your Chase right. should you're be like to... on top where it's like I check it as much as my Instagram like, like, what changed? What fluctuated Yeah, today? you need to know. You know, how much money came in? Because if you're not making any income, I mean, there's, there's no reason to check. You know, mm -hmm. like, so, so I wasn't checking, and then I just start spending. Oh, five grand? Swipe it. Mm. You know, oh, two grand? Swipe it. Oh, let's go to Vegas today. Swipe it. I got you. Swipe it. And then, ultimately, so 2016, that's the beginning. Around the end of 2017, I'm broke. So it took, mm. like, a year and some change. I got no money. Mm. And, um... Um, I remember going like panicking that I started getting credit cards and I'm like, yeah, you what do I do? What do I, I, I'm like, what do I, do? so I got, I go back to cell phone companies. I'm trying to get a job and I'm like, what the hell am I doing getting a job? I, right. bro, I own these, bro. Like where, what, like, right, you went all the way down. So that's what, you know, she talks about like having your image, like having the image because I had an image of ownership. I had an image of understanding of like who I am. Yeah. So when someone said, Hey, come work, come work in my cell phone store. I was like, bro, first of all, right, I, I do can this. double your revenue. <laughs> right, I do stuff like, on. But, but not only that. So I lost the money. Sure. And then, and then in this time of famine, right, yeah. my biggest downfall was calling my dad and asking him for 50 bucks. Mm. I said, I need my son. <sighs> my biggest downfall was asking my dad for $50. And now you don't need, like, I don't need years of famine to make an understanding. Mm -hmm. I had a few months of okay. famine. The, the pandemic, okay, people, right now, what are you learning? That's true. Yeah, you got you to gotta bounce back quick. Listen. Like, the pandemic is going to take people out for a year to figure this out. 
man, me and my lady, we were talking about the pandemic within the seven days. We completely shift. And one of the things she told me, she was like, uh, 2019, anything that happened in 2019 before that is over. Like, mm. the, the way it, you do business, the way yeah, you communicate. It's all new now. It's, everything's new. So now we get to shift. We get to literally create our, our, new, path. our new economy. So you would say, I'm, I'm going to go back to this pandemic situation real quick. But basically, you're saying that once you came into the kingdom of God, you gave your life to Christ, you became more intentional about how, what you're doing with the money, right? Or no, no. no I'm, what I'm more asking, like, I knew there was something deeper that had to be fixed. On the inside of you. It wasn't money because what, what ends up happening is, like, I'm... I don't really care too much about the actual money. Right. I had to change some things about me. So like 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 I dated I was dating a girl and she uh like made a comment that you're not connecting. Like we're together but you're not connecting with Talk me. Talk about that. That's good. Um I had I had this a scenario where I could I wasn't even comfortable taking my shirt off at the beach. Mm -hmm. So the money in my account didn't mm. mean anything. Because you still didn't feel good about you. I still didn't feel good about That's me. Good, so, Andy. so what I learned in through like the last, I don't know, maybe five years, is that the like experiencing the money. It was yeah, it was more about who was I being. So when I when I changed my being, my income started to change and right, exactly. And you know, I love to talk about being and who you're becoming because it's so important, right? Yeah. Because that was that really was your turning point. Yeah. And, and, and obviously promising to God I will never do something stupid like that with money again. That's good. That's good. Yeah, stewardship is key to wealth, keeping wealth, maintaining wealth, God being able to trust you. Yeah. The Bible says, faithful with little, he'll make you ruler over much. Right? Yeah. So, um, so Andy. I took, I, oh. I took care of a thousand. Sure. I took care of a thousand dollars and I said, I ain't going to pl play this stupid. Then I took care of five, then I took care of 10, and yep. I took care of 15 and 20 and 35. This is so important because a lot of times when I'm coaching people, they want to go from like making like, you know, $4,000 a month to like a million dollars, right? And I'm like, well, how are you managing the four grand? Let's just talk about that, right? Because it definitely impacts um, what God will be able to give to you, right? What, what, what you can manage. So, yeah, and also confronting yourself, being able to be honest about your level of stewardship, about your mindset um, around money and things like that. You know, I think sometimes we're, I would say we want high school results or college results, but we have elementary mindset. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. About it. Now, you know, to make millions per year doesn't mean that you have millions in the bank. You have, expense, yep. you have expenses, right? That's true. So if you're saying like, hey, I make $3 million a year, doesn't mean you have $3 million in the bank. Now, you could if you've been doing that steadily for a few years. Right. And, but here's, here's essentially what happened. There was this example that took place with Kodak. Have you heard about what happened with Kodak? No, enlighten me. And Kodak, Kodak was essentially granted some money. Mm -hmm. And so they got their marketing up. They put a system together that allowed them to get money from the government for medication for COVID. Okay. So they got funded millions upon, I think it was like 700 something million dollars. Okay. That was funded to Kodak. What happened is that the stock price shot up from like two dollars to sixty bucks. Mm -hmm. So if you do the math, if you put sixty thousand dollars in the right. deal, you're coming out with a few million. Exactly. And I remember asking myself, okay, if I did the math, like, okay, if I put sixty grand, I was willing to put sixty thousand dollars into Kodak with an understanding that this will be the, the outcome. Right. But I come out with five million on top the next day. What am I going to do with the five million? Like. 
but the money's not the use for the spending. Yeah. The money's not used for spending. So that's when I realized, okay, there's a bigger system mm -hmm. behind it. So what you really need is a system. That's what I want to, I want people to understand. What you need is a system and that's what will change your life. That's what will change your finances. Like the brand marketing system is focused on system, systematizing the marketing of your brand. So the, 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 if you have $5 million, what are you going to do with $5 million? So it's like people who say, I'm gonna, I want to be a millionaire, that's great. But right. what's the system that you're going to use to be able to multiply that $5 million? Absolutely. When I'm coaching people, I always talk to them. I always say like money is made through systems and structures. So if you don't have any systems and structures, you don't have, any, you don't have anything, you don't have any pipeline for money to flow through. Yeah. So you're not even set up when you come and tell me you want to move into six figures or whatever it is. There's nothing set up, which is why I'm sending my clients to you now. But, but it's true because you absolutely have to have that. Um, even if you're not like in big business, if you're an organization and you just want to serve more people, you still need systems and structures because all increase needs that. Yeah. All forms of in it needs it. In order for in order you to, to in increase, like when we look at the increase, if you feel like you have a blessing, what I believe now in this new economy mm -hmm. is that if you feel like you have a blessing or a gift to give to people, you need a system to let that gift or Absolutely. blessing be known. And I think right now what's happening is like, you know, church is changing, right? It's a big deal. We're all online, you know, and I just see God really moving in the marketplace, which is why I think it's so important that we're educating ourselves. Those that have just used to church and getting all their answers, I mean, a lot of people, Andy, I don't know if you're familiar, but a lot of people just think church is it. That's the only place they're getting information, only place they're getting knowledge about how to grow their business and stuff like that. But there's so much more that we need to learn. Actually, if as believers, we're actually going to be able to compete with the world and do real business. Yeah. You know, um, even what today it was like ministry and business mixed. You know, there's such a blend because really ministry in the marketplace, they're meeting right now. When you look at the top people in, in the business space, you'll start realizing God's really behind it. Well, like when you look at the top, I agree with you 100%. Even the CEOs, like you see God, God's behind that, man. God's behind that. That's good. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. Okay, I think we have time for maybe just one or two more questions. Um, let's see, I'm trying to pick my questions. You know, what I'm trying to think about what people need to hear. Um, what do you think are some of the biggest ways that entrepreneurs block their money? That they block their money? What do you mean block their money? Block their money. Like their money's not moving. After they made some money? Or they're not making any. Their money is blocked, right? The, what do you the think? ability to make money. Yes, it's blocked, is, is period. Blocked. Yeah, we know systems is one of them, right? You just went over it's there. The Other things. It, like, the, we, ha we have an event called the Brand Marketing Summit. Mm -hmm. And at the Brand Marketing Summit, um, I teach people how to get virtual assistants to essentially run their business for them. So I think the real reason that people are money's blocked is that they don't delegate. They don't have I other do team that. members yes. give. Like at JoinBMS, that JoinBMS.com, at that site, I'll teach you literally how to have virtual assistants run your entire business for you. So that way you can spend time, do mm. this and, and be with your gift, spend time with your family, spend time with your people simply by having a team do the work for you on the back end. Right, because everybody who's making money, I know everybody's got a team, right? So, but I have noticed in helping entrepreneurs over the years and just business owners and businesses, delegating is much easier said than done, okay? Um, if people are not used to delegating at all. What did you notice about yourself or what did you learn about yourself as a CEO when you first started trying to delegate? Because in my experience, like you really do learn a lot about yourself because yeah. the business basically begins to mirror you back. 
your habits or whatever else. So can you talk a little bit about that process or maybe whatever you learned about yourself? Well, what I learned, so in my company, we have virtual assistants. My, uh, from around the world, I have virtual assistants in the Philippines, Latin America, and Europe who run my business. All right, five a small group of people in the United States, just small. Mm -hmm. So maybe three people in the United States who actually are supporting with the growth. And what I've learned is that in the beginning, I was stunted. I stunted my growth of delegation of, of like giving tasks because I wanted it to be, look a certain way. Mm. And then Perfect, so yeah. by, by, you know, one of the things that we say in my company is uh, it's not about perfection. It's about progression. Right. And the reason why is because if I were to try to look at everything, like my, my example, my, my Instagram and, and YouTube videos, I don't look at the uh, completion of it. They get posted without me even looking. Right. It is impossible for me to run a business and look at YouTube videos all day and say, this is, you know, so I was literally, I was stuck by trying to have everything perfect. Yeah. Like my, uh, my marketing emails. So my copywriter writes the emails. I was stuck actually reading all oh, these email. emails. So yeah. I, would just, I would just delegate and I would have to reread and like, okay, it's not here. Perfect. Yeah. So after quite some time, I realized that I'm going to make mistakes. It's not a, like in my book, right? My, one of my books, No More Average. Mm -hmm. This uh, One of my clients who recently purchased our product read my book. And she's like, she sent me an email. Here are the gra grammatical errors. It's not about mm -hmm. having the best written book. It's about she having the best, best selling book. That's the difference. Yeah. It's not about having the best written book. It's about having the best selling book. I could have three people uh, read my book and I'm talking about the grammars on point. Or I could have 100,000 read it and I focus my energy on selling the book, but there's grammatical errors and run on sentences, so on and so forth. So when I was stuck here, my business was stuck. Yeah. Because everything that my virtual assistant did, my one right. virtual assistant did, was incorrect. But over here, I got 30 people, 40 people that are doing everything wrong, but the output of my organization is so wide, the money doesn't even calculate the same. Right, and you're able to move a lot faster. I remember when I was first uh, being coached by somebody years ago, they were talking to me about that. Just about, you know, perfection paralysis, basically, and needing to be able to be okay with mistakes being made and just moving forward and putting it out there. But what would you say is the balance, though? Because there's definitely the line between, like, just putting stuff out there and then still operating with the spirit of excellence, right? And everybody's brand is not your brand. And some people, they're, what they're doing is a little bit more personal, and they do have to pay a little bit more attention to those things because of what they are selling and what they're doing. So what advice do you give that person as it relates to marketing or just knowing when to say when? Because I see that a lot. Like what you're talking about when I'm detail? coaching people. Yep. Of what things, yeah, because they're stuck there. Yeah, I, and, I, I, and I do see their need. Like their needs are legit in the sense of like they still want their personal touch on it, right? But where do you feel like they should definitely let go? So it's more okay. about like being true to the vision that you want. And what I mean by that is is like for example, like I'm looking at my Instagram, right? I haven't checked my Instagram in like two days, and one of my team members. You know how on Instagram it asks you to do landscape, the, the, the yeah. wide way or the square? Mm -hmm. So they did a square for the, wide, the, the landscape video. So essentially it's zoomed in and it's incorrect. It, it was incorrect. I could, that's one experience. Another experience that I just had was one of my team members edited a video. They submitted it. They, they do like dozens of videos a week. Sure. They submitted it and the audio, so the way that this audio is being recorded, yeah. one could be off the microphone and off the microphone and the one on the camera. So on the microphone, it picks up the perfect crisp audio. But sure. on the one on the camera um, is like the echo with mm -hmm. the room. So they edit the video with the echo. Oh. 
Uh, yeah, right? Yeah, so, yeah. so you can hear echo and they didn't choose in the yeah. editing, they didn't choose the microphone. Sure. I still posted on Instagram, yeah. yeah, I got it out there. We had that happen like an episode or two ago on the Breakthrough Podcast. And people kept reaching out to me like the audio, whatever. But I don't, the content was still good. I put it out there well, anyway. I would you know, ask, even in, that, even in that situation, like when people reach out to you, yeah. I'm going to see how can I, okay, great. The fact that you're listening, right. that's amazing. How can I serve you in your yeah. business? <laughs> No, it's okay. true. No, I do. I definitely do that. You know, I'm a, I'm a hybrid. I'm a minister. You know, you got to be a little softer with the people. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody's <laughs> yeah, everybody got gotta, You know, we can't all be like, you know, I'm just kidding. You know, a, a little bland here with the um, with the church folks. But no, definitely. I understand what you're saying, because for me also, because I wear multiple hats, you know, as the producer side of me, I balance. I have to really balance that because I'm paid to get things right. Artistically, the sound has to happen at the right time with the, you know what I mean, with the lights and this and that. Um, so that hat, and I definitely have to balance it with the CEO hat of like, put it up there, we gotta move forward, you know? Mm -hmm. So what you're saying is super important. I think it's a key. Last question before we wrap up. There's I think, a, I think, I think oh, in, that, in that scenario, because I think sure. that is so true. We work with, um, I'm thinking about this one situation, right? Where uh, the, the essentially like, I'm talking about like the, the, the smallest of details in their business. like. The email, they, they got frustrated with their virtual team member because the email wasn't written in a certain way. The comma wasn't here. The apostrophe wasn't there. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, we, we understand that. But where did that take your effort? Now, I work with entrepreneurs that are doing 100000 a year, 200000 300000 400000 Right. And so where is that taking your energy away from the overall output Big picture. of your I agree. When it becomes a distraction or like an obsession or whatever, if it's, I definitely think you have to check that. And it's something I will think we can just, I mean, we could talk about it more and more because I really feel, I mean, I'm coaching so many people. People get stuck right here where we're talking about. This is definitely a point, and I think that's why they don't end up moving and scaling and growing their businesses because they still want to have their hand in it some type of way. Do you think right? Walmart makes mistakes? Absolutely. My assistant asked me, she said, she, she came to me, not, not the current assistant, I had internal, I mean a US-based assistants, and she came to me and she said, I got two complaints today. Oh my gosh, Andy, I think we should change everything, I got two complaints today. I'm like, people complain, they took the energy to complain? Oh my gosh, thank God. You know what, if they take the energy to complain, they're going to take the energy to buy. But not only that. I That's said your mindset her, though. That's your mindset. That's I, said thing. Her, I said, do you think Walmart has uh, complaints? And she's like, yeah. Walmart's so damn big, they got complaints, why won't I? Yeah, it's true. If I don't have complaints, I'm probably doing business wrong. Yeah, you're not going to be able to please everybody. That's one That's of the things. You just, but when you put your energy on serving those, right, who really need what you have and all that, I really think that's what you have to do as an entrepreneur because the higher you go, you cannot make everybody happy. Mm -hmm. You do this and people say, oh my God, I love this. And another uh, person will say, oh my God, you stopped doing this? Why did you stop doing that? But you have to grow, you have to change. The business has to change. So there's things that you take away, there's things that you add, you know? There is somebody who's gonna walk into, uh, you know, a 30,000 square foot warehouse that's completely empty and say there's a scratch on the wall, I can't do the deal here. Mm. You know, they're going to see the scratch on the wall in the 30, instead of seeing the opportunity of like building sure. a business in this 30,000, you know, building Amazon yeah. in this 30,000 square foot, they're going to say, right, this ain't that. working, this ain't working. So uh, what, was your, what was your next question? Okay, la last question, because I know we're about to go um, have a, a dinner here with some of the people that are here with us tonight, which I'm super excited about, foodie, you know. Have you been in this restaurant, restaurant before? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I figured, I, I kind of thought so. I'm super excited. What's your favorite thing from there? My favorite thing. Yeah, for the restaurant. Where are we going, by the way? We're going to a restaurant in Las Vegas called uh, Del Frisco's. 
Okay, what do you normally eat there? Steak and lobster. Yeah, that's what I figured. I'm a yeah. seafood person, so I'm looking forward to it. Okay, um, you know, we talk about all things on the podcast, not just business, Andy. You know, we got to put some lifestyle stuff in there. Okay, last question. What's, okay, you know, we have a lot of different people that listen to the podcast, right? Some people listening because I'm talking about Jesus. Some people listening because I'm talking about faith. Some people listening because they just like my lifestyle or they like me talking about lifestyle. But I know that from looking at the, the numbers and stuff, I have a ton of people who are entrepreneurs, right? I'm attracting, I'm an entrepreneur. That makes sense. What advice would you give any entrepreneur right now in the season that we're in? With the coronavirus? Yep. And where things are going. I think that for the right entrepreneur, COVID-19 is your blessing. Mm. I believe COVID-19, listen to me carefully, COVID-19, the coronavirus, this pandemic, for the first time in my lifetime as an adult, the field has been leveled. The field has been leveled. When you think of a millionaire or a billionaire or a trillionaire, these large companies, when we look at the personal brands that run the world, for the first time, it has been leveled. The only difference between you and someone like the president or between you or someone like a billionaire, the only difference is that their work before allowed them, like is taking care of them now, but at some point it's gonna run out. This is the first time you'll see these large billionaires looking at where can I invest money? Who can I work with? Wh who can I connect with? Wh wh what, can I, what can I do? So the field is leveled. So this is your opportunity. Your only thing against you and your business is the fact that people do not know you, so now they cannot give you money. That's why I created joinbms.com. It's because it's to get people to know who you are and know about your business so that way you can take care of the people that depend on your success. It's good. Okay, well, <laughs> that's it. That's, that's pretty much all the time we have. Um, today, was there anything else that you wanted to share? Anything in your heart that's pressing, you know? Hey. I know every once in a while you get a good word or something <laughs> that you want I, to I share. Think, I think what's going on right now in COVID-19 is a real topic. I it think is. what's going around right now with black people is a real topic. It is. I think what's going around and, and the economy is a real, real topic. topic. But what needs to, what's going to combat that is going to be your opportunity to get people to know you, like you, and trust you. And if you believe 100% in, in your, yourself, if you believe 100% in your product, in your business, in your lifestyle, in your idea, you need to get people to know it. This is not yep. only for people talking about, I want to make 100000 This is for the people right now. If you believe that God has a message through you, you need to get that message known. Yep. Now, it's, not, it's not just business. But right. This is, this is about getting something known, like getting something from, from, from the dirt and rising it so that way people can see it. Yeah, but I want to bring this back to Scripture. You know I have to, right? The minister in me. But the Bible says that God will make your name great. He'll do it. But I think a lot of times we think that means we're just going to sit back and do, and do no work yeah. a lot of times, right? And so I just want to blend that for the faith-based listeners, you know, in general that, yes, God will make your name great, but he also says that faith without works is dead. Mm -hmm. So there has to be a work to your faith, right? You have to be in action. And I also want to, uh, real quick before we wrap up, to say that it is God's desire for your business to grow, for your business to scale, for you to reach people. That's how the kingdom of God is advanced. God doesn't want us just, you know, staying in our mama's basement. You know what I mean? Just keeping our business downstairs. You know what I'm saying? No. Whatever. He wants us to absolutely um, 
grow in Genesis, right? That's the mandate. He says, be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, and subdue it. That means you have to take dominion. And you know? be a leader. You said be a, be a leader? Yeah, but you have to lead yourself first, right? 100%. Lead yourself, and then I agree. I, I think that's where it actually comes in where, where, where it comes to like leading yourself and like those uh, basic fundamentals. Like yeah. Those, before you start, you know, people will be like, I want to make $2 trillion a week. Like, I like, like people <laughs> the, I hear that all the time. So when I say be a leader is to get in a position of leadership. I know, like, for example, one of the systems that we have is virtual assistants from outside of the United States. You can hire people as low as four or five bucks six bucks an hour and there it's not that there's something wrong is that because in their economy they two hundred dollars can take care of a family of yeah. three for the entire month so in business COVID allows us to have the opportunity to connect and that's why i shared the brand marketing summit it's like the recognition that you can actually be a leader to other people and grow the vision that you have for your life your business but most importantly your purpose yep and i saw that today here um working with one of my clients that I had that I've been coaching you guys, a husband and wife couple that I've been working with since the beginning of this year, really. It happened so quickly. I mean, this is such an, a time of acceleration. Um, and I felt like Andy could help them um, after, you know, me working with them on mindset and coaching and actually um, going from not having a business, the, the wife, to becoming an entrepreneur and the husband refre refreshing his business they can actually scale and make the type of money i felt like andy was a perfect fit to help them take things to the next level and i just want to piggyback off what you were saying i saw it here today while we were working with them um before we shot the the podcast episode of just how now the, um that the husband is going to be bringing on a virtual assistant right through your company through your business um just what a blessing it was to the young lady the virtual assistant and where, where is she from the Philippines. So, okay, from the Philippines. And I just saw that, um, and I know from working with you also, but just being able to see her response today, what this opportunity is really doing for her and her life, just really makes you think about how important it is to um, learn what you don't know and be open, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the things I've noticed about working with you, Andy, and getting to know you um, this year is that you are extremely coachable. I know you can't reach this type of success without um, mentorship and, and help we all have to have it right and I know you didn't get this far without listening and the, I know I said that one la that was the last question but I think one of the other things I want you to tap on briefly is talk about being mentored a little bit just before we close and about being coachable like why that is so important because I meet a lot of people they want help they, you know what I mean they're saying they want this that but they really don't they're not coachable I'll give an example, <clears throat> real life example. One of my team members in my company, she came to me um, earlier in the year, when Jan in the January. She's like, Andy, I work directly with the clients. I think we should have online programs because we didn't have online programs. We had one online program, which was five grand. Because I said, I'm not working with anyone under five grand. I said, I'm not working with anyone under five grand. Mm -hmm. So we'll do a bunch of five, 10, 15, 20, 30,000 dollar deals. But then she came to me, she's like, I talked to so many people and throughout the month, Andy, I think we should have low ticket opportunities. And I said, I've done that in the past, it didn't work. That's where they're like thinking that failure, failure is, is something that's wrong. Instead, the way I shifted it, because I listened to her, now this is a team member of mine, an employee of mine, yeah. she works for me. So it's not, I'm a high and mighty because I, she works for me, it's that I humble myself and I'm like, okay, 
what is she really saying? Right. I, it's not about. She's looking at your business every day. I'm, it's not about me knowing it all. I'm like, what is she really saying? What mm-hmm. she end up, what I ended up understanding was that there's a large clientele that we were not serving behind the purpose because mm. it wasn't that there was like a challenge in finances that sure. to look to, to lower the price point. She just realized that once I was constantly sharing like what's the vision of this company, she was like, there's a large percentage of people that are being missing out on sure that that need this mindset. And I was like, okay, so I ended up going into the studio and I recorded a bunch of courses. We recorded a bunch of content. And then what ends up happening is that COVID-19 happens. So we started giving people access to these low ticket price points, low ticket price points. And then what I saw out of there was the shift behind the money. Like the money Mm -hmm. moved more out of the way because the business originally was designed around money. And Mm. I moved the money out of the way and I started seeing people flourish. I started, so the fact that somebody can't pay me 10 grand changed when I started seeing that, hey, this person who had no idea of their purpose moved forward into their purpose. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter how much they paid me. That didn't matter. But what ultimately ended up happening is that I started seeing the, the, the changes that people, like one of my clients last this week, she, uh, every Tuesday I host a meeting with a group of students who are in a mentorship program. I have a mm-hmm. four-week mentorship program. And one of them, she said, she was, she's a God-fearing woman. She goes through this train. She invests a few thousand dollars into this program. Before, now it's a couple thousand. It's not five. So yeah. she didn't have five. But she's in the program. Now she's in the program, and she's doing her homework based on what I shared sure. to do, to, for her to do. She's now getting on a, a BET show. Doing because the homework. when she was doing her homework, she became visible to someone who was on BT that was moved by her Look message. At that. And the producer reached out to her and said, hey, I would like you to be on this deal. That's and amazing. And now she's like, oh my gosh, this is what's happening. That's amazing. So what I share with people wow. is that when I made that discovery, the first thing I immediately do is I share with the people I lead. I share the, as soon as I get data like this, sure. I share with the people I lead, I lead. I don't want to think about it, think about a curriculum and, and, and a year and a half down mm-hmm. the road now it's set. I'm like... I get on Facebook and I'm telling people this message. I'm yeah. like, hey, you got you got to be able to t- serve everyone in your community and build your business around serving the people, not just about the money. That's a great place to close. It's about serving the people, and you do a great job of that, which is why you're on the Brave Free Podcast. So I just want to thank you for your time today. It was so great being with you in Las Vegas. I'm looking forward to whatever else God has, and let's go eat some steak and lobster. So let's do it. Let's All right? do it. Right on.